Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources. We're having a great day today. As we round out uh, this segment of the program where we often talk about uh, what's on my mind and my perspective, I want to go to to something from today. Uh, I guess this is the second time that the First Lady of Ukraine is going to uh, get some time on the last segment of Inside Sources uh, because her messaging, I actually think, is even better than her husband, who has been winning praise the world over for his leadership and communication in a crisis. And Ukraine's First Lady, uh, Olena Zelenska, uh, has uh, done an extraordinary job. circumstances. Uh, she has two children and... Uh, they have been targeted as uh, as prime target number two. That, of course, her husband, the president of Ukraine, is target number one, and their family is target number two. And uh, with those children, uh, she has spoken uh, not often, but when she has raised her voice, it has been forceful, it has been powerful. And uh, just recently, uh, she spoke from an undisclosed location somewhere inside Ukraine. They were important to uh, emphasize that she is still in the country. But this was interesting. Uh, the First Lady of Ukraine expressed admiration and gratitude for the other women who she says are playing such a crucial role in her country's resistance against the Russian invasion. Uh, she said this to a French newspaper over the weekend. Uh, she said, in Ukraine, there are two million more women than men. These days, this statistic takes on its full meaning. Our resistance, like our future victory also has a particularly feminine face. Uh, that is powerful. Uh, we've been talking Women's History Month uh, all month uh, here on Inside Sources. And I'm just going to say that line again because that is so powerful coming from someone who is target number two for the Russian forces uh, saying to her people and to the world that our resistance, the Ukrainian resistance, like our future victory, has a particularly feminine face. She said, women are fighting in the army. They're signed up to territorial defense. They are the foundation of a powerful volunteer movement to supply, deliver, and feed. She listed many of the ways that the Ukrainian women are holding up the country. Uh, remember, we're 28 days into Russians, uh, Russia's attack. Uh, she said that even pregnant women uh, who may not be able to fight or work have been displaying remarkable feats of bravery. And then she pointed this out. Uh, again, this was to the uh, Parisian uh, paper in France. She said, since the start of the war, we have had over 4,000 babies. They were born in basements, in the subway, in bomb shelters, and sometimes in bombed out maternity wards. 
as happened in Mariupol. Uh, she talked about uh, many of those uh, babies, 4,000 of them, have never known uh, absolute freedom. That they have only known war in their short existence, and their short lives here on Earth. In speaking of the women of Ukraine, the First Lady of Ukraine continued by saying, Others are simply doing their jobs in hospitals, pharmacies, shops, transport, public services, so that life can continue for everyone else. Uh, so remember that... Uh, President Zelensky uh, is target number one for the Russians, as declared by the Russians, and that his wife, uh, their daughter, who is 17 years old, and their nine-year-old son have been targeted by Russian forces as target number two. Uh, So it's interesting to see how she has been leading in this feminine face that uh, will be part of the history and the story of Ukraine's resistance uh, to this invasion from Russia. Uh, The First Lady of Ukraine has reached out to other First Ladies. uh, In a a bold move, she reached out to First Lady uh, Bridget Macron from France uh, and also the First Lady of Poland and uh, asked for help, that uh, that we needed help, that they needed to... uh, to be able to care for for the poor and the most vulnerable, especially, and uh, it was interesting. These uh, these first ladies, uh, again, uh, from uh, France's Macron to Poland's uh, Duda, uh, that they not only have been helping on the basic things, they've also been looking at uh, children with cancer in bomb shelters, uh, those that were really needing critical care but simply could not get it because of the Russian invasion. And so these first ladies, these three first ladies from France, Poland, and Ukraine, uh, launched an effort called a Convoy of Life, bringing young patients uh, first to Lviv in western Ukraine, where their medical records were translated into different languages, where they were treated by doctors and stabilized, uh, and then being transferred uh, out of the country. Uh, The First Lady of Ukraine uh, said some will stay in Poland, others will be redirected to France, Italy, Germany, the United States, and Canada. Uh, Zelenska went on to say, I'm glad I was able to be helpful in this process. In particular, I'm happy that our agreement with Mrs. Macron has allowed us to bring small patients to France. Uh, She also focused on a message to those in Russia, and very interesting uh, when was she was asked, what message do you have for the Russian people? She went right back to the women and talked about the mothers in Russia, uh, the mothers of the Russian soldiers, and spoke to them in very clear terms that their sons were killing civilians in Ukraine, women, children, entire families. They came here for this, and they consistently carry out the orders from their leadership, she said. They didn't come on a special operation. They came for the extermination of the people. Uh, So interesting uh, that she went there. But this idea uh, and these powerful words uh, coming from the First Lady of Ukraine, Zelenska, uh, as she talked about uh, what the women of Ukraine are doing uh, in this most difficult, most daunting time in their nation's history. And uh, I want to go back to where she began. Uh, I just think these words are so powerful. Our resistance, like our future victory, also has a particularly feminine face. 
Women are fighting in the army. They're signed up for territorial defense. They are the foundation of a powerful volunteer movement to supply, deliver, feed, uh, and ultimately win uh, is what they are after. And uh, that's such an important thing. It's such an important message, I think, to the people of Ukraine that they have a first lady who is leaning into the moment uh, despite the obstacles, despite uh, the threats on her life and the lives of, of her children, her uh, daughter, who is, I think, 17, and her son, who is nine, uh, that this uh, amazing first lady uh, would step forward. Uh, I think she has a, a little bit of Eleanor Roosevelt in her, it seems to me, as uh, she speaks to the nation and she speaks to other nations uh, as a voice for peace as a voice for courage, a voice for hope, a voice for the children, and I think above all, a voice for the future. Uh, those are important things for us to, to step back. It's, it's easy to talk about the high-level headline stuff as it relates to Ukraine and how many military people are out there, what the equipment is going to be, and so on. Uh, but I think the First Lady of Ukraine got it right. Uh, this has a distinctly feminine face, and the women of Ukraine are heroes and heroines uh, of the most extraordinary order. That wraps it up for us today. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Your all-day resource for critical breaking news, traffic and weather, and conversation about Utah's most important stories. Listen on any smart speaker, the KSL News Radio app, and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City, KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.